expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 hours and cbs news as an on-air personality lupe aguire after completing law school he became a founder principal of an illinois family law and real estate firm he honorably serves the citizens of chicago as a police officer attorney together they tell the stories of crimes committed in the chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect this is the popo report Oh, Popo Peeps, I know it's only been a week. Probably seems like six months since we've been here. WLS AM 890 Chicago. Popo Report back. Lupe Aguirre looking hot today. 10-4, buddy. Yeah, 19 days in. That's right. That's right. Paul Cialino. We got a lot of stuff today. A lot of fun stuff. A lot of folks in trouble. Got, got, got a few heroic things going on. A little bit of sadness. Well, a lot of sadness, but but we'll try and... Bookend it with something a little bit more uplifting. All around people behaving badly, and we're going to bring it to you. Well, thank God we live in a city where they still behave badly, and that's from top to bottom. No one gets a break here. It wouldn't be fun with a lot, with a little, you know, unless there's a little mischief going on. There's a lot of mischief going on in this town all the time, bro. Okay, starts in at the very top, right down to the bottom. We can get bosses behaving badly, getting indicted, getting investigated by the inspector general, and hey, our buddy Art Kelly. Man, he's got the world coming down on him. Yeah, he's been filling the uh, the news cycle for the last couple weeks now. Let huh? me tell you, what, you know you're in trouble when zoning comes out and hammers you, okay? You can't get zoning out of the Department of Buildings unless there's a grenade thrown in there. You know, Al Capone didn't get, <laughs> Al Capone didn't get indicted for murder. You know, uh, income, or for tax income tax evasion. Income tax evasion. It's the regulatory, uh, regulatory bus that always gets. Get the the fat cats, the big cats. Hell, Kelly owes one hundred seventy seven thousand in back rent on his studio. You would think he's a, uh, uh, you know, John Gacy the way they're acting. They're yeah. inspecting him, and police are out there. The fire department, the zoning people. His lawyer's so busy. Steve Greenberg don't he he he's been on TV more than the news guys. Yeah, guys, if you're involved in shady business, you can't use a warehouse for residential purposes, all right? The zoning department's going to come and gonna come down hard that, that's on you. That's what the zoning police are... Zoning popo. They are up in R. Kelly's business. All up his booty, yep. Oh, he's got problems, huh? Yeah, yeah. So what's going on uh, so far uh, in Chicago? Are, are we, everyone's still shooting each other, or have we had a, you know, a slow day? Hey, hey, we had a day off. We had a day off. Actually, no shootings. When was the last time there wasn't a shooting in the city for 24 hours? I've never seen a headline where... You know, big, bold letter says, oh, my God, there was one day without any shootings in I, Chicago. Paramedics were able to take a deep breath and go back to, you know, dealing with car accidents and things of that nature. Yeah, the uh, fire department, they could just stay in there, you know. They had to fight fires, actually, in instead of going house. on shooting calls all day. Exactly, responding yeah. to that nonsense. Yeah, they took a day off, which is great. The day off this past Monday. Nobody got shot. Yeah, year to date, Paul. Check it out. How, how many how many homicides do you think we have year to date? Are we nineteen days in? Uh, what are we at? About nineteen? Uh, you're close. We have fourteen homicides reported. Yeah, uh, there's still some people in the hospital. I'm hopeful. Yeah, shot and wounded, fifty eight. Oops. Yeah, the paramedics doing their job, right? Exactly. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we we could have nineteen. 
We could have more if it wasn't for the virtue of excellent medical care at Northwestern and University of Chicago and Christ Hospital. Excellent first responders always saving lives. Stop it at bleeding, getting some IVs into them. Yeah, but you know what? There was a tragic story also on the uh, Uh, on the interstate this week. I was there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, We had a state trooper get killed, and Christopher Lambert, thirty-four, five years on the job, rock star trooper. Yeah. On the way home from work. Yeah little kids i mean sees an accident weather was total crap i was out there in it i was on the way to highland park and 294 was shut down well because uh trooper lambert got killed he got out to assist some motorists in a you know minor accident yeah trying to block traffic uh bad weather dude runs him over he was uh, at the end of his shift, correct? Yeah. The end of yeah. end of end of watch, end of his tour of duty, right. and uh, he does what he, you know, everyone says he normally does. He just goes out and he's selfless, and he goes out and helps. He, you know, he didn't have to, right? Yeah. And, and if, for those of you who don't know, state troopers bring their cars home. They drive those cars. They they call in from home and go to work. And they uh, when they go home, they just go home with their car, and they don't usually go to the station unless somebody's under arrest or they got to do paperwork, but. Uh, he was on his way home. He could have technically just avoided the whole thing, called it in, and kept going. Uh, he stopped to do his job, and he got killed. Yeah. A tragic, I, man. Young guy, uh, loved by everybody. You know, not no one's got a bad thing to say about this guy. Funeral was held on Friday. Very sad event for the uh, for the state and for uh, first responders overall. Uh, that's a reminder to you folks, we need to slow down yep. or stop. When you see lights on, well, police. How about paying attention? EMS. They always slow down to look. Pay attention. Look because more Equally. police and Equally. fire get killed on the on the expressways when there's an accident because right. people just come barreling right into them when they're at the scene working it. Especially also at, at construction sites. Yep. You know they're doing road work right. on the interstate. Well, that's 365 <laughs> days a year. It never stops for the last 50 years in this town. If, if there's construction everywhere. And uh, about once or twice a year, a construction worker gets killed okay. by someone who, you know, plows into them because they're texting. They're not talking. They're on the phone. They're doing whatever they do. So be careful. When you see the lights, when you see the construction, slow it down. You're not getting there any faster, folks. Just slow it down a little bit and watch for people, and especially first responders who are out in the street directing traffic, trying to get people around around the incident, right? Yeah, most people don't know this also. When you see when you see a fire truck barreling down the street, don't just slow down. You know, just pull over and pull stop. Over. Pull yeah, over and stop people because that's a big machine it, headed your way. And if they have to make a sudden they don't stop. Make su- they don't make sudden stops. They can't do it. Yeah. It's or, too much or weight. Or they have to swerve. Or they have to right. swerve. Right. Just, it's like a train. Exactly. It, they don't stop quickly. So uh, get out, pull over, way over, let them by. And then my advice is follow them. Then you could beat the traffic. Yeah, we have another, uh, we have two, uh, another uh, cop story, Paul. Uh, two injured. While they were, uh, you know, trying to trying to get a guy from uh, injuring his uh, compadres. Well, and, uh, here's the story here. How did this guy make it out alive after he stabs a couple of popo, bites him, kicks him? I mean, generally, this is a offender shot story. Dead. This is a multiple tasing story, okay? <laughs> hey, Paul, I don't know if you know this. Chicago Police Department, we're about the sanctity sanctity of life. Oh, that's okay? right. I forgot. So, I did forget. Okay. Skip. Okay. Shooting. 
<laughs> the cameras have slowed down the shooting a little bit, right? Com- yeah. com- <laughs> completely neutralizing the uh, the uh, the event. You know, that's 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 the last resort. So now, I mean, hey. Lupe, I see a future as a spokesperson for the Chicago Police Department. I really do. You get the wrap down cold. Sanctity of life. <laughs> That's right. Okay. The most important thing to us out here. But this jackass got lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got lucky. He, he get lucky there was probably some young guys out there getting bit and stabbed. Had, maybe had a sense of humor about it. The old guys, they don't have a sense of humor when the knives come out pointed at them. Yeah, 2200 block of South Sacramento. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. disturbance. And Ooh, I don't nothing know happens guy, good at 2 a.m. I mean, he's probably drunk. He's oh, probably you, you high. Think, you think? He was pissed off at his roommates for, you know, eating his food, uh, not giving him more liquor, uh, which is usually the case. What else are you going to fight about? Uh, they stole at his 2 dope. He came home. The dope was gone. All the good dope was gone. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, lo and behold, the Popo have to respond and take care of business. No, not, and now, now everybody's mad. You brought the Popo in the house. Yeah, and, and who gets the worst of it? The popo, which is which is always the case, right? It's because, you know, life is so precious to the popo and they don't want anything bad to happen to anyone. So they're going to they're going to they're going to take one for the team. Well, yeah. For the human race? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, hey, these injuries will heal and uh <laughs> and I'll be off for 7 months with full pay. What's what's the problem? And I'll be on injured reserve. That's right. You know. So, yeah. So there you go, Paul. <laughs> we got to take a break, but yeah. we're going to come back. Uh, we've got a lot more fun stuff to As talk the Popo about. Report gets underway here on a Saturday night, folks, more to come, including poor judgment after a night of partying in River North, update on Alderman Shakedown, and community policing at its finest. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. Uh, Popo Report back, WLS. 8.90 a.m. Hey, and you could listen to this on podcast, right? We're, yeah. we're hot. There's a podcast of the Popo Report on WLS890AM.com. And you could listen to that 24-7. You could replay it to your heart's content. I mean, listen, you know, when you're on the way to court, you're getting ready to maybe catch a couple years or, you know, 36 months heavy felony probation. Listen to some podcasts. You might be able to drop a pearl on the judge and uh, save yourself a few days on the back end. A little motiv- motivational listening. Yeah, because this nut knucklehead, he's going to need some help when he goes to court, if he goes to court, even for disorderly. What do you do, Luke? What what our, what our knucklehead of the week do? We all do this when we party in River Oh, North. Yeah, we, yeah, especially in January, right? You know, there's, uh, you know, you've... It's at House of Blues. I mean, there's you listen to some music, you listen to a band, you eat some tunes, you, you drink a little bit. You, you know, think, then, you think then, there's a little drinking going on. And down then you there? and then you do a little after party, and oh, you know yeah. you're in a good mood. Uh-huh. I mean, what else to like? You know, midnight swim. There you go. Yes, yes, it's a good idea. Jumping at Chicago River, but not at the hotel, not at the Trump Tower. You know, swimming pool. What's better than that? The Chicago the River. Chicago exactly. River. That's right. It's nice and dark. It's cold. A little wavy going on down there. You're tough to spot. It's a little, a little edgy until you start screaming. <laughs> Oops! You start feeling the hypothermia set in yeah, about six seconds into it, right? And then the current—you can't swim against the current—and then you you slowly start creeping down towards the lake. <sighs> but hey, the popo <laughs> were there to save the day for knucklehead. Yeah, right? yeah. First of all, it was the you know security of the world. They're always uh, up and down the uh, the uh, the the board, not the boardwalk, the uh, uh, secu- the you bridges. Know, 
No, well, uh, oh, the up, river walk. Up and down the river walk. Yeah, they yeah. spotted this guy. This guy's, ah, you know, screaming. <laughs> help me, help me. <laughs> the, swimming was, the swim was not going well uh, five seconds into it, right? Yeah, I had poor judgment. And then he gets he gets some popo. He get, you know, hey, he gets some assistance from some popo. They throw a, throw a lifeline at him and they reel him in like we always do. Save hey, lives. Bro, one of your people saved him. Alejandro. Officer Alejandro. How do you pronounce that last name? Probably Ro- Ro- Rosillas. Ro- Rosillas. Ro- Rosiles. I'm guessing it's misspelled, maybe. Gotta roll those But out. Alejandro. Gotta roll those out. Alejandro was on the scene. Exactly. Right? Carter Harrison Award, maybe, for this one? Saving lives, absolutely. <laughs> hey, come on. He threw him a buoy. He didn't jump in. <laughs> <laughs> Alejandro's no dummy. At the end of the day, saving lives. What if it was What if it was a hot, like, girl? You know? Oh, in, are in you a, kidding a, me? A the, Pope, the guns would be laying all over the river walk. Guys would be diving in the water like there'd be 20 of you in there. Yeah. Oh, if the guy on horseback shows up, him and the horse are both going in the water if she's hot enough. <laughs> okay, stupid stupid guy from the club. And nobody getting wet for him. All right, let's throw him a rope. Stupid guy from the club. Knucklehead, him a ro- knucklehead from the club. Throwing him a lifeline. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a good hearing if they popped him for disorderly or something. They should have. Hey, oh. check it out. We got some news coming out of Rogers Park. That's yeah, your area of expertise. Overbite air. Over That's right. North. Is this one of yours? Loop. Yeah, I've got some insider information <laughs> well, let's on this hear, one. Got a fifteen-year-old knucklehead on this one. So yeah, a juvie, straight up juvie, fifteen uh. years old. You know, he was, he was shoplifting. Possibly at the Jewel, possibly, you know, just leave it at that. So the tag team shows up. You know, they're doing, they're just doing a search. They're like, hey, you got anything on you? Any narcotics? Anything sharp? Yeah, you might get get stuck by anything in your pocket. Any weapons? You got got an Uzi in your backpack? And uh, he's like, no, man, I got, you know, that's what I got. He pulls out, he pulls out a bag of weed initially. No, but he's still, he's still somewhat honest. It's a little honest. He's not total, total knucklehead. Knucklehead. (laughs) Yes. So, but, but he was he was fibbing, wasn't he? Well, he was acting a little. He's still yeah. asking, acting kind of strange. Huh? So they're like, ah, uh, well, you know, why don't you like? Uh, and he's because he was he was in his pockets and he was trying to jam what he what what act, what he was actually trying to do was trying to jam that little thirty eight, uh, you know, deeper into his pocket. <laughs> the pocket's then, only so deep, my friend. You can't you can't go down, you know, ground level. And then as he was jamming the gun further down his pockets, or trying to like, you know. Yeah, I don't have anything else. He pulls the the trigger. Uh, and, you know, uh, the gun accidentally goes off. Oh, that usually get everybody's attention at the same. It got everybody's attention. You, you know, have a whole bunch of guns in your ear at that point. It grazed his leg. He got a little scratch out of it. They had to take him to the hospital, but that was it. I mean, it was just, yeah, the gun went off. Thank God it wasn't pointing a different way. You know, he could have shut his shot his nuts off, which usually happens. And, hey, listen... And this isn't funny, okay? Because this is the dangerous part of the job. You got a 15 year old knucklehead, pretty minor and significant crime, shoplifting. All of a sudden, he's got a loaded gun in his pocket. There you go. Now, I'm going to tell you, some days that gets you killed. 15 years old. Right. That, but, but see, that the, probably saved him in this case's age. The thing is, here, police officers, 99%, you know, keep everything in perspective you know we didn't overreact the right. tag team did not overreact no, very lucky for that kid you know it uh at the uh, at the uh, upper esh- this was treated as a major incident but it really wasn't just for city uh city purposes right. you know it was it was a big deal uh down at headquarters but at the end of the day he's just going to get a misdemeanor charge right and, and the big deal is 
Nobody got hurt. Nobody right? got hurt, exactly. And, and where somebody really could have got hurt bad. It didn't escalate. Uh, you know, uh, things weren't uh, taking t- taken to a different extreme level. So, you know, that's that that's to the professionalism of the Chicago Police Department. Okay? Hey, man, that spokesman job is looking better and better, I have to tell you. <laughs> You're looking hot man, for that job. Huh? You'll be good on TV, too. So, yeah, people coming out of Rogers Park. That's right. Popo acting professionally and doing their job. What, what district is that, Loop? That's 24. You all need to be buying donuts for them boys up in 24 when you see them, okay? <laughs> Very restrained this week. There Nobody you go. got shot. There you go. What's going on with uh, Alderman Shakedown? Oh, which Alderman are we talking about? There's a few uh, pending federal charges right now. Mr. Eddie, Mr. Eddie Burke. Mr. Eddie uh, Burke. King of the Alderman. 50-year Alderman. Wife's a Supreme Court Justice. The feds are all up in his stuff. Everybody is lighting up on top of him. Huh? Yeah. Oh, he's got big problems. Yeah, yeah. Get that big indictment over in federal court. They stripped him of uh, uh, the uh, city finance job. He's out the door. His name's off the door. Everybody's giving him his money back that he gave money to. They're all running and dodging and piling on Eddie. They better hope Eddie's found guilty. That's all I got to say. If Eddie's found not guilty and he gets back in the saddle, we're going to be a lot of hurt butts out there when he gets done. Uh, you know, but they're pushing, the prosecutors are pushing off the indictment till what is it? Uh, after May, the election. May, May 3rd, after yes. the election. Is that strategic? They need more. <laughs> oh, I mean, is, it, is there something larger at play here? This seems too, too well, organized, listen, too, you know. Technically, when they indict him, they should be ready to go to trial. Okay? Next week. He walks in and demands speedy trial. Let's go. I'm ready. They should be ready to go. Now, of course, we all know these things are delayed sometimes for years. Not so much yeah. in federal court. Not like state court. But the the feds get to you sooner rather than later. But this this is, they literally said it. Hey, we don't want to, you know, mess with the mayoral election. Well, why'd you indict them any, before the election then? I mean, we've seen this before, right? We'll all, they'll hold out indictments till after an election. Yeah. Right? And uh, all of them. It turns out it's taking money for Eddie, or most all of them, or they're beholden to him politically. And now it's like, he's not my friend. He's not my friend either. He was your friend when he gave you 20K. Not my friend anymore. Yeah, and remember, folks, he's being, the charges are attempted extorting extortion uh, and then uh, shaking down two Burger King executives. Hey, you know, uh, I have a law firm that deals with... uh, (laughs) Tax appeals. So uh, if you want me to do this for you, I can you gotta, do your tax appeal. And you, if I can't, my friend Mike Maddock can get right. Uh, maybe you should. Maybe you should come here and bring your business, and I'll take care of you too. You know. Well, he's been doing it for as long as he's been an alderman, almost, and it's just now they're getting around to indicting him. So, so this. I mean, do you think he? He, he was he, on that phone, man. That phone is good for ordering pizza, folks. Not much else. You're on that phone talking, you could get in trouble. You know, the older you get, you gotta, you know, you, you start forgetting, you you're know. Tired. You're tired. You get tired and you get sloppy. There's a lot of naps involved. You wake up, you're, you know, you're half out of it, and you, you answer the phone when it rings. Bert got sloppy here, so hey, Paul, we're gonna take a pause, just a little pause. When we come back, some crime and mayhem, and we got the wrongful conviction corner. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. We'll see you in a few. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. All right, Popo Nation, we're back. California to New York, Wisconsin to Florida, and all points in between. Popo Nation out there rocking the night. 
Saturday night in Chicago, WSAM 890. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. The crazy uncles are back. <laughs> going to warm you up for the rest of the night. There you go. All right, wake up, people. All right. They come out of that slumber, that late afternoon nap. A little popo report. Time to wake up and get ready for the evening. Uh, we're going to rip a little on Wisconsin. What happened up in Wisconsin? Huh? I like the. I love the story. Judges behaving badly. Well, this guy's got some problems to begin with. <laughs> no, he doesn't. What kind of problems could he have in Wisconsin? You know, he's losing his job over some uh, sexual harassment yeah. beef. Oops. His wife's leaving him. Uh, well, you know, he's he's under extreme duress so yeah i'm guessing he had a few cocktails under all this duress he, when when you're under extreme emotional duress you have a, you need a couple two three you know yeah, you know to take the edge off another 12 13 maybe huh <laughs> and judge eric lundell he forgot that the popo got cameras in the car recording devices on them it's not like the old days not buddy. like the old days where you could go hey officer you show up in my courtroom, I will light your ass up if you think you're going to do anything to me tonight. What? But this guy didn't do that, did he? And you know what? The thing is, they know each other. This is such a, a small community in, in Wisconsin. Hey, you hey know, the judges. Where, and where's the, pol the police courtesy? Come on. You know. Wait a minute. That's what the judge said. <laughs> <laughs> where's the police courtesy? <laughs> Take me home. Don't arrest me. You know, you get the police courtesy at the uh, Dunkin' Donuts, the uh, the uh, the coffee shop. Eh, you know, have a cup of coffee on me. Police courtesy, but this is a this is a whole different level of police courtesy, right? He was asking for. Oh, he was asking for the big break. But hey. had he resigned his judgeship prior to this? Yeah, he prior did. to this traffic stop. Yeah, he did. Judge, you got no more clout, my friend. Okay, you resigned. You, you can't quit. you can't jam me up anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a judge, and you can't help me. Popo says, bro, didn't you quit? <laughs> this is the conversation, bro. You resigned a few weeks ago. Everybody knows we live in a small county. You're a nobody. Yeah. What? what, what, what? You're, <laughs> you're Joe the rag salesman right now, okay? You're, not a, you're a former judge. Exactly. Former being the key word here. Yeah. So it, was, it was all on camera. It was five eyewitness news up there in St. Croix was all over it. I mean, when you think about it, they did give him a break because... Yeah, they did the the standardized field sobriety test, and uh, you know, be, they you know he could only do one test. Stand, the, you know, you got to stand on one leg test. Well, you know, these these tests are you know not f citizen friendly. I might add. Yeah, if you've got a disability, <laughs> that's right. Like a bad knee or ankle, or yeah. you know, a real bad bunion problem, maybe. You know, a little football injury that's, that's right lingering on. It could be kind of tough, and they gave him a break. You know what? We're gonna give you a break, hey, but. Listen, you got to do this uh, field uh, breath test. And if you don't pass the field breath test, you know, it's a different story. And he didn't pass it, and they still actually gave him a pass. They treated him pretty well, all in all, right? All in all, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know. they, they did give him some police courtesy. And the judge says, hey, my wife left me. I'm having a really bad time, and I decided to retire yeah. And now you guys are, you know, messing with me. You're messing up my night. Yeah. This field sobriety test stuff. I don't need this. Just a little, you I'm know. I'm taking the cure. A little prop, yeah, a little side swipe, you know, the ATM, a little property damage. Not a big deal. It's not like it hit anybody. So, I mean, yeah, they basically let him off the hook. You know, but Officer Luke Radke, he, was, he wasn't buying, was he? Officer Radke goes, you know, Judge, 
I'm going to handle this like I would for anyone else. Because let's face it, you're like anyone else right now. You're not a judge. Hell, you're not even a lawyer hardly anymore, right? Yeah. Judge is 71. He's kind of like that retirement age. And Luke said, no slack from me. Get that, get that finger to nose test with your eyes closed, my friend. Yeah, well. <laughs> Start walking toe to heel on the yellow line here. At the end of the day, Paul... This guy's still got a pass. Eh, he which he didn't get arrested, did he? He didn't get arrested. No, no, he, he did got not pass. get arrested. He got, he got a pass. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> Ricky says, because of your face on your age, I don't feel comfortable arresting anyone based on a one-leg stand. Yeah, a little ageism going on here? <laughs> if you're, listen. To his benefit. Yes, that's right. So Ricky did give him the pass. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, you know, newsy, nosy news media people up there, Messing around, not minding their own business, I might add. Yeah. Put all this on TV, and thank God for us to talk about, kill about four minutes of airtime with. Guess about, hey, guess who else got a pass? Who else got a pass? Chicago police officer. No, yeah. no, but Popo uh, don't get a pass in town, do they? High-ranking supervisor. He was, uh... <laughs> oh, he's, a, this is a problem. You know, yeah, the, uh, the oh, inspector Joe Ferguson not happy with this one. You know, he's claiming that uh, he was uh, he was involved in a community policing study. Yeah, well, we're, did he write it down or anything? You know, when he uh, when he asked his uh, subordinates to uh, watch over his kid, basically babysit his kid while on duty. Well, let me tell you. Go pick him up. Go pick up my boy from school, Go please. pick up my boy because my wife is in my ass and she don't care if I got a big popo job. She wants those kids picked up and I'm not yeah. doing it, so go fetch them. Yeah, I can't compromise, you know, my, my my tour of duty, So, but my subordinates can. They're not doing anything anyways except eating donuts or drinking coffee, and right? And parking tickets <laughs> and, you know, st stopping people on the street for oh, no good reason. Oh, Yeah. But. We have nothing but, better to do. Hey, hey, he got punished. He got, he he got, got seven a, days off. He got a slap on the wrist. Joe, I mean, <laughs> Joe Ferguson very unhappy about this one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, and this is what... And who is Joe Ferguson again? Hey, he's the inspector general for the city of Chicago. Inspector general. Yes, yeah. and he investigated, and these guys went down there, and, uh, and the you know, this, his, his boys threw him underneath the bus. They narked him, man. I think they're sick of babysitting and fetching Junior. Did it for almost a year. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was a community policing study. Give him a break. The superintendent says, hey, I gave you a week off. Yeah. Go away. Go, go, go on vacation. Go pick up the kids yourself for a week. And by, you know, uh, police supervisor, I mean commander. Commander <laughs> of, of a, a district. <laughs> now, Lou, you know, I think I think going to let I mean, you send your junior training partner to go pick up Max from daycare. Can you do that? And if you do, are you going to only get seven days off? I'll do that when I'm superintendent. <laughs> if you're superintendent, you could probably do it, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently, if you're a commander in the police district, you, you can, can do, do it, it too. too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Lupe Aguirre is going to do it, though. So, you know what? I think there's more to come with this story. Uh, we haven't heard the end of it. You know? Uh, you think so? Yeah, no? this, this, this is dead. It's gone. It's, it's made its splash. Right? I mean, they didn't release the commander's name at first. No. At, at second, I, I, have you found anywhere? I, I have name? seen a story with his name in it. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not going to mention it because I don't want him mad at me. That's right? fine, Because yeah. yeah. if he could whistle the boys and go get the, <laughs> the kid from school, he, he could kick my ass all up and down 111th Street. So I'm not messing with him. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We're going to go into a little crime and mayhem. Uh, uh, we like crime and mayhem.
you know, but well, this Alabama man didn't have a good time in the South. Well, let me tell you, you come up here, you better have your big boy pants out, all right? Because it's a little dicey up here sometimes. What what happened to our our friend from Alabama? Yeah, Mr. Jack Richardson. I don't think he was up. Was he up to no good when he was, uh, you know, the East Ida B. Wells Drive in the South Loop? He's in the South Loop. It's relatively okay neighborhood, right? Loop is big. It's not, you know, the fancy, uh, fancy restaurant South Loop. Not the the North Side, my friend. High rise South yeah. Loop. There's, you know, it gets a little bit shadier, yeah, and and right, you know, yeah. not shadier, but uh, edgier. We don't uh, have, you don't see the horse guys down in the South Loop, do you? In the South South Loop, right? Horse guys are all up on North Michigan Avenue with the tourists. I think Jack was not in a tourist area. Yeah, well, this guy was involved in something, and uh, you know, uh, 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 an argument escalated, and he got struck multiple times in his head, and he. Basically got he beat to death. Yeah, exactly. Right? He should have stayed the, in Decatur, Alabama, because he come up here and got in a fight with the wrong dude. With some, yeah, so, I mean, they haven't, and they haven't caught the guy. They're still looking for him, so there's... Um, I'm, I'm predicting this one goes unsolved. <laughs> yeah, well, check it out, Paul. We're going to take another break. No, really? It's that yeah. time again? We're going to take another break. When we come back, a little funky crime and punishment time around the nation. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Popo Report. We're so cool. I can hardly stand it sometimes. What segment we in, Loop? We're in crime and mayhem, buddy. <laughs> You're being awful, awful close to the line there, my friend. Are you kidding me? Crime and mayhem. Absolutely. Dude, we love that section, don't we? Yeah. All right, another knucklehead. All right. This one dangerously knucklehead you know when i come in i come in on lower whacker all the time all the time hey, if you cut through traffic you you you, sh- you you want to get around this city get on lower whacker you shave off minutes there's a downside though to being on lower whacker isn't there you got to know you lower better, whacker. you better have your act together down there all yeah. right because you get killed quick yeah on lower whacker yeah you're right you're zooming around the curb with everybody know, else zooming around and this particular knucklehead pardon me was zooming around drunk yeah, with uh, tragic results. At 1 a.m.? Well, usually at 1 a.m. when they're zooming around, there's usually some sort of substance involved that's illegal. And this one resulted in a little kid getting killed, one-year-old girl. Yeah, very I tragic. Mean, man, I, you know, you're minding your own business. You dry, there we go. Minding your own business. And here comes Miss DUI whipping an illegal U-turn on Lower Wacker. And by the way, that's very dangerous. Coming right at you. Right? I don't care. It's dangerous. Pulling a U-turn down there, you're asking for it. And, of course, who gets killed? Not the knucklehead who's drunk. Right. One-year-old kid who is not drunk. Hopefully. I mean, she was she was strapped in her car seat, well, but the car seat wasn't secured to the automobile. Yeah, all got to take, listen. She was ejected the, completely. The, the car seat don't work if it's not strapped in. This is a very simple concept. I know it's not easy. You got to bend over. You got to you got to take the little steel thing and put it inside the plastic thing and tug on it. You got to make sure it's actually the car seat doesn't turn into a missile because that's what kills kids. They turn into little 15, 20 pound missiles flying through the air. The physics is what gets everybody right. Yeah, and if I- you're not strapped in, good chance you're going to get badly injured or killed. No one is talking about that part. There's yeah. a knucklehead person responsible for strapping that kid in, didn't strap him in. And then we have the other knucklehead making an illegal U-turn. And 
cause any accident, which the kid dies, and uh, please stop it already. It's just a tragic story all around, Paul. It is. It's horrible. And and then we have another kid up in Minnesota, another one, forgot to check the strap, couldn't bend over, couldn't be bothered with it. What happened to this kid? The kid and the car seat also wind up on the street. It was getting down old, you, you know, me? road 42 up there in Minnesota. Unfortunately, some guy in a pickup truck had his act together and he spotted it and jumped out and saved the kid in the car seat. Nobody got damaged in this one. Nobody got damaged. Right. Um, listen, folks, this is a strong plea from please, the Popo. Please. This is a strong plea from the Popo. We're and begging you, bend over and hit the buckle, okay? Strap your kids yes. and not with yes. guns. It's not yes, not with guns. Properly Don't give the 15 year old shoplifter your 38, okay? Exactly. Properly strap your kids. Right. But not with guns. We're talking about the babies, right? Everybody likes the babies. They're, they're not, you know, they haven't been around long enough to piss us off too bad, all right? Let's strap the babies in the car and give them a chance to piss us off. But, 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 right? but Paul, hey, listen, this lady, though, in Minnesota. At first, she didn't even realize her kid was no longer in the car. You know, so man, how did she, the kid she, and the car seat fly out of the car? I'm hoping she's not listening to the Popo report when all this happens. But explain to me, how does that happen? Because she didn't bend over and strap the car seat in. And she apparently didn't close the door. Close well. the door? You know, she's busy. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure she was busy with something, right? She shows up 15 minutes later. Oh, my God. The kid's not in the car. Here's a guy standing in the middle of the intersection. Car seat, baby. Happy ending, no? Yeah, happy ending. Baby was uninjured. Yeah. Car seat's probably still usable. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, the, hopefully the kid can get another mom. Never never underestimate the stupidity of young parents. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Give the kid to grandma, okay? Grandma and grandpa will take care of the kid. Make sure it makes it to, like, you know, junior high. Yeah. It probably has even maybe a little sense, although it didn't work with mom. Yeah. Well, Paul, we're going from traffic infractions over to West Chicago, which is another sad story involving uh, uh, some dogs and a fire. It is a sad story. Sad there, story. There's, there's some humor in the story. I got to tell you. Okay. There's some humor. Paul, with you, you never you never cease to amaze me. You find humor in almost anything. We better be able to find it. Otherwise, we're going to all go stick a nine millimeter in our ear and jump off the bridge. Okay. This is a pit bull rescue center in West Chicago. Right. On a second floor. Right. Now, I used to live out there. Over by there? I'm not I'm not familiar with this pit bull rescue place where uh, there was a bad fire, okay, in Carroll Stream. Carroll Stream uh, Fire Department responded to it because West Chicago doesn't have a fire department. So Carroll Stream did. By the way, one of the best fire departments in the country, run by a guy named Robert Hoff, who used to be a hotshot fireman in Chicago and was this... The uh, head fireman for about three days until uh, politics seeped in. And he said, you know what? Adios, Chicago. I'm not playing that game. Hmm. And he goes out to Carroll. He takes his act out to Carroll Stream with some key personnel from CFD. Isn't that usually the case? You're, you're a hot shot in the city in Chicago. And then you just go to uh, one of these uh, uh, outline areas. Suburbs, yeah, but in this case, you're the he, top dog he, there. You know, he wins the top prize in Chicago. And he's there for about three days. And he doesn't like Rom's act. And Chief Hoff says, you know what, Hoff is one of these guys who came up through the ranks. He's not a politician, no alderman. You know, he's not kissing anybody's ass to be chief. Right. And uh, when he got the job, he didn't like what they were telling him. He said, you know what, 
I'm not a fireman to do this. So he goes out to Carol Stream and he turns Carol Stream into this like super fire department. And, uh, and well, there's not a lot of fires in Carol Stream, but West Chicago, there's some fires. And yeah. apparently, apparently the rescue center goes up and there's nobody home. There's, there's no law in Illinois that requires a kennel to be staffed 24 hours a day. So this fire starts. Dogs can take care of themselves. Dogs can't unlock the cage, though. Dogs are like horses. When that smoke and fire starts, they get a little, they're a little nervous. So the fire department shows up, and these guys are trying to rescue dogs, right? Yeah. This is where it gets kind of funny, because a lot of dogs are dead. But them pit bulls, the ones that aren't dead... Are a little agitated when the fire department oh, shows yeah, up. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. so the firemen are just getting the hell bit out of them while they're rescuing these guys. Wow. I'm talking about the dogs, not people guys, dog right, guys. Right, right, right? Right. But they uh, they rescued about half those dogs and saved the day. But, that, I mean, the funny, they kind of, it's a throwaway line in the story. And, uh, and a bunch of firemen got bit. Y- yeah, you think? Now, the good news is what firemen are dressed. They can handle a few dog bites. They've got, some, they've got some heavy equipment. Yes, I mean, you yes, think you they think, got big gloves. They're like hockey players, gloves, right? Exactly. Yeah, you think right. a, you think a dog bite going to get through the uh, the clothing? Well, no, it's just uh, a pinch. It's a little pinch. A pit bull bite might be a little bit more than a pinch, but the boy they they did not let the biting slow them down. Yeah, dumb pooch. Don't they understand that they're trying? They're getting <laughs> yeah, saved. They don't understand anything, man. Except it's hot. It's hot <laughs> and smoky, and uh, and my uh, expiration uh, gene is, is is screaming in my head. <laughs> and if I have to bite you to get out of here, I'm biting you. So they saved a bunch of dogs. Chief Chief Hoff, the boys. Go out there and save the day for uh, many of our fine four-legged friends. Yeah, well, you gonna go out and rescue? You gonna go rescue one of them pit bulls, man? I probably think. not. We should rescue one, and you know, and then maybe give it to one of our listeners. I'll pass. But you know, yeah. I, what do you call those dogs that you, you that come in the airport with you now, and you the bathroom and Jewel and everywhere else? Um, comfort dog, comfort, comfort dog. dog. Yeah. We get a little pit bull baby to be a comfort dog. Yeah, but those are like little ten pounder ten pounder dogs. Not yeah, but these, the, uh, the 50, little yeah, yeah. seventy pounder dogs. <laughs> they grow into one hundred and forty pounds, snarling teeth. Well, I, I tell you what, <laughs> this guy uh, in the Gold Coast, he needed one of those uh, you know pit bulls to be with him because he just got jacked. You know, uh, his jacket got jacked while he was walking down the Gold Coast. Well, I got to tell you, if you had a 140-pound pit bull with you, chances of getting robbed are pretty slim, don't you think? So no one's going to just jump out of their car and <laughs> no, say, no, no, hey, no, listen, no, bro, no, no. give me that jacket. Here, here meet my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, I, the leash fell out of my hand. <laughs> Poor guy on Chestnut Street, he got jacked. They took, there, his, there, there's they took nobody, his coat. Bro, he, nobody, need, he needed one of those pit bulls. Nobody poor on Chestnut Street, okay? Yeah, there you go, Paul. Unless hey, they're passing hey, through. Paul, so much crime and so little time. We're going to take another break, all right? You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. <laughs> The Popo Report. Paul Ciolino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Popo Report. Hey, and if you didn't hear it enough times in that lead, this is the Popo Report in Chicago, Saturday night. Beautiful night. We're looking at southbound Columbus. Gorgeous view we have. All the taillights popping around out there. Lupe Aguirre 
Paul Cialino. We got nothing better to do Saturday night, right, bro? This, well, would this, you rather do anything else? This is amazing. There's nothing I'd rather be doing. This is it. I'm right there with you, buddy. That's right. Because the night is still young. We love doing the Popo Report, there don't we? There you go. Where are we at, Loop? We're, we're, getting, we're moving along now. Now we're, we're heating up. We're building to a climax. Yeah. In we the got, show. Not we, literally in the show. We got the wrongful conviction corner. Yay! I yeah. like wrongful convictions. Yeah. Well, I like when they turn out well. And hopefully not after, you know, 27 years of rotten in some black hole somewhere. Well, I mean, this is... Uh, this here. one comes a little late for this guy, though, right? Yeah, he was posthumously... Uh... Yeah, that's never, <laughs> Whenever that word's used in any story, it's usually not uplifting. But in this case, it is uplifting. Yeah, he was the first guy in Illinois to be posthumously, posthumously exonerated, Grover Thompson. You know, this is one... Governor Rauner never did anything, in my opinion. Yeah, be nice. He be didn't, nice. He's gone. Yeah, we don't yeah. have to talk about him no more. He was completely useless. <laughs> and in one of his, uh, you know, how the estate didn't have a budget for a couple years. Uh, you got that project. It doesn't seem to be an unusual occurrence in this state. Yeah, well, you know what? It slowed up the project, little little lakefront project uh, the uh, for bikers and pedestrians oh, and, and joggers. There's, there's more bikers and pedestrians running around you that know. lakefront. I mean, they just ruin it every summer. That lakefront flyover, <laughs> it was supposed to be done in two years. We're on like year five, and there's still maybe 40% of the project to be done. So this is that was Governor Rauner's fault. Does this have something to do with wrongful conviction, Corner? No, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm glad Rauner's gone. <laughs> I know you are. Point. Point that's being, right. that's right. No, so back to yeah, this Governor Guire has a much nicer ring to it. I might add. We might start thinking about 2024. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to outspend JB though, right? JB's got a few more bucks in Lupe Aguirre. I don't think I have yeah five billion dollars in the uh, in the war chest yet. <laughs> yeah, it didn't spend much to get elected governor, right? But when I do, at least 150 Lupe, yeah. million. There you go, Lupe. You, anything you make, you get throw in your campaign. But you'll be a man of the people. You'll just be out there on your bicycle, jogging. You'll be at yoga class. Not that there's a lot of voters at yoga class. We have about 12 of you guys there doing yoga. What, are they all undocumented? What, what do you mean they don't vote? <laughs> no, they just don't. You know, they don't have time to vote with all the yoga, biking, and walking. Hey, once once you could uh, vote online, it's all over. Yeah, well, Game over. Is okay. that going to happen? It's going to happen. happen soon? Yeah. Well, there'll What's be that? no shenanigans with online voting. I'm sure we'll be safe. Once I become governor, there you go. I'm, so, I'm waiting for that day. So okay. no, back, back back to this, uh, you know, clemency story. That would be nice. You know, Governor Rauner showed a little mercy, a little kindness, but this guy's it was dead. pretty easy to do. This the guy was dead, dead, right? Yes, yeah. everybody's dead in this story except the governor. He died in 1996. He was serving a 40 year sentence <sighs> for attempted uh, murder, and it turns out he didn't do it. It was some serial killer, you know, uh, who, uh, who, as who often confessed. happens in these cases. Yes, who yes. confessed. Well, this was pushed by the Illinois Innocence Project, the University of Illinois in Springfield, which is run by, in part, by a friend of mine by the name of Bill Clutter, who's been down there for years fighting the fight uh, largely by himself. He's got help now. But this is unique because the guy they got clemency for is dead. And almost. And here's the problem. You get these wrongful conviction cases, and if some, you know, of course, the family wants their loved one's name cleared, especially if he's innocent or she's yeah. innocent, right? And... What happens generally is, well, he's dead. We, we're not going to spend any resources on this or time or effort. We got live guys who are trying to claw their way out of the prison who are innocent. So this is very unique because for once they cleared a dead guy. It's not the first time, but it's, it's first time in Illinois. Wow. Uh, it's happened a couple times, but it's rare. It's very rare. 
And uh, kudos to the Innocence Project down there in Springfield and well, Bill Clutter and his people. Well, Governor Rauner, he uh, he denied this clemency uh, uh, petition in twenty in twenty fifteen. <laughs> so he's out. He's walking out the door. Yeah. Like let me uh, let me do something nice for a change. It's easy to be brave as you're walking out the door, isn't it? Right. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, Rauner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't worry. Lupe, Lupe is he's in the bullpen. He's ready. He's warmed up, guys. All right. Yeah. Lupe Aguirre. 2024. I'm telling you, this will be fun. Yeah, but but the Thompson family, I'm sure they're grateful for this. Well, they the name was absolutely clear. they are right, and uh, you know, uh, uh, the eight people who care about the story, uh, it's very positive. But you, me, yes, Becky, yes. Brett, <laughs> that's right. They're all sitting in the room, and mostly because we're killing a lot of time with it, so <laughs> we're filling up space. So we're going to Arizona now. Uh, Arizona, not quite as good as Florida, but pretty good. You know, yeah, I'm sure you're celebrating over this story. Oh, I love this yeah, story. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Four people break into Arizona, Arizona man's home, and he shoots all four. Yes. Yes, that will learn you, as they say in the South. <laughs> that will learn you. <laughs> <laughs> that will learn you. If you break it into somebody's house, you better hope he don't have a bunch of firearms handy. That's a good shot. You think, you think he shot them all with one bullet? Oh, no. No, I'm. I'm they were guess, standing in a row. I'm guessing there's a lot of property damage involved in this case. Okay, there's a lot of bullets flying in the house. <laughs> I mean, people were ducking, dodging. The injuries were probably worse jumping through the glass trying to get away from this homeowner. Hey, listen, uh, windows can be replaced, yeah. holes can be yeah, patched. That's right. One a.m. You come into somebody's house in Arizona at one a.m. and he's got a weapon. Look out! The gunfight will be on. Yeah, right. Is, I, I Yuma get, County, Arizona. That's yeah. about as far south as you can go in Arizona. Okay, and uh, there's a big prison down there in Yuma. I have, I have a client down there. Not a pleasant place. It's it pretty warm in Yuma in August. It got pretty warm in this guy's house about one a.m. on January third, though. Right? Got kind of dicey. Oh, no, he lit everyone up. Everyone gets a bullet. Thank, welcome to my home, people. All right, and one of them, Chicky, Jessica Ains, twenty eight. Poops. She pronounced dead after the shooting. The other suspects, another chick, Edith Guerrero, 36, Jaden James, 18, and Leonardo Gonzalez, 27. Uh, three out of four, buddy. It belonged to you. I'll take Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden was a token uh, non-Hispanic guy in this game. Yeah. But uh, they got lit up, and they broke into the wrong house. Listen. Big mistake. We like those stories. Don't listen. If you're minding your own business and not breaking into people's houses, you may not get shot. You break into my house after the dog hit chews on you a little while. You're probably going to have be some gunfire. I'm guessing at one in the morning. Yeah, this is a clear cut case of justifiable homicide. Well, the Arizona popo As, man. They didn't even have to think about this one. Okay, they wrote that report sitting in the driveway and out the door they went. Yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think they're questioning whether the fact if he used, uh, you know, uh, self defense in the correct way. Uh, this is a pretty clear cut well, case. I, I wish this next driver who crashed while blindfolded was participating in the bird box challenge. I wish, I wish 
they would have broken into the house, okay? It would save us all a little bit of trouble out there in the highways and byways. I mean, have you seen the Bird Box movie? I've, I've, if you haven't seen the Bird Box movie, I, what the hell are you talking about? I've seen the trailers, okay? seen the trailers. I, it doesn't interest me to walk around blindfolded. Don't you have a Netflix account? I you, do, you want I to do. share mine? You want to share mine? I no, can no, share mine. I, I have it. Okay. Let me tell you, Netflix just jacked their prices up. I'm, I'm still going to maintain it in the hopes that they like Lupe and Paul. We may be a part of that Netflix uh, juggernaut one day. We yeah. can do the show on Netflix, right? Absolutely, yeah. You're pretty. It would translate. Chicks would dig it. Thank you, Paul. We just keep the camera on you. We'll be fine. We'll be okay. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. They don't want to look at me, I'll tell you that. But, you know, ever since that movie, there have been all these bird box challenges. Oh, please. Stop with these. These lunatics they, watch this stuff, and they think it's fun or cool. People even claim that uh, the Bears lost the the, uh, the game last week because the kicker was doing a bird box challenge. I, I, I might agree with that one, okay? Here, Paul, we're going to get into this bird box uh, story after the break, all right? You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. We'll see you in a few. Paul Report. We're here for your listening pleasure tonight. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Chicago, WLS 890 AM. We're here 7 to 9 PM. We're going back to the bird brain challenge. Oh, I'm sorry. Bird box. Let's call it let's call it what it is. Bird brained. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one, yes. Okay. What happened, Loop? Well, here. <laughs> what happened with the bird brains? In case you missed the last segment, yeah, we got a driver who crashed while blindfolded. Oh. You know, he was blind, sort of like Ray Charles, <laughs> and he was participating in, a, in the Bird Box Challenge, you know. And if, for, for those of you who haven't seen the Bird Box movie, Sandra Bullock, so in that movie, we have characters who were blindfolded to protect against unseen <laughs> force that seemingly takes an over... An unseen force. That seemingly takes over their people's vision. If yeah. it's an unseen force, why do you got to be blindfolded? So you, you won't can... So you won't see it. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense to you. It makes perfectly sense to everybody else. Hey, but this happens out in Utah. Not a lot of stuff that happens in Utah makes sense to me. So, so this uh, this bird brain guy, he decides, let me uh, let me drive while blindfolded, that, and that, predictably, that's always a good predictably, idea. what yes. happens? All right, he crashes. Oh no, say it's not so. Thank God uh, he didn't kill himself, let alone kill anybody else. Oh, there, yeah. there's that. No injuries reported, but yeah, this bird box challenge, people, you have to stop. I, I got to tell you, if I'm a judge and he comes into traffic court and he says, I blindfolded myself because of this stupid TV show, I might give him like six months. I'm gonna, hey, go to the county jail, all right, yeah. and blindfold yourself there and see how that works out for you. Yeah, listen, people, this is not <laughs> negligence per se. This is downright recklessness yeah, stupidity at its height no more bird box yeah, let, challenges if it's on tv it must be okay to do right if it's on tv it, yeah yes. exactly yes and the next guy i gotta like this guy because he's if nothing else he's not a quitter lewis carr jr 63 <laughs> years old he might have the indoor record he just got caught with his 68 license suspended beef uh, How is he not like doing life in prison after sixty-eight of these? Uh, he's it's in he's Long a Island. world record holder. That's why you don't deserve jail for this. I get, you know what? If you're the best at something, you should be honored. There should be some kind of reward, right? Yeah, sixty-eight suspensions. I'm, I'm guessing the police in Long Island when they see Lewis, 
They just know this is an easy. It's too easy. It's that guy again, Lewis. It's it got to be a felony at this point, right? Yeah. After sixty-eight, don't you think? Uh, I think that, that there, is, there should be some something above a felony at this point, right? Right, it's like Uber felony. Okay, Lewis, quit driving. Take public transportation. Uber. Just call it. Get the Uber app. Although with sixty-eight suspensions, uh, I'm, I'm guessing his credit's not in much better shape than his driving license. Hey, get on that red line. Status, right? Get on that yeah, red get line. Get on that red line. Or in jump Long on Island. that. Jump on that bus. That's right. All right. Oh, loop. So, Jay, check this out. I know it's time. The show is too easy to do. I know it's time for funky crime and punishment time. But look, before we get there, we have to, the Popo Report, we have to give out uh, right information. So a couple weeks ago, we ran a story about. We weren't incorrect, were we? No, well, I I guess we were. A little bit, maybe? We ran the story about the first inmate to break out of San Quentin. You know that Muslim Mexican guy, uh, Shalom. Uh, Mendoza, yes. remember that yeah, guy? Shalom. How can you forget Shalom? So I mean, didn't the Birdman of Alcatraz break out? Yeah, well, you know, like in the twenties or something. So apparently, he was not the first guy to break out of San Quentin. Okay, I was watching this movie. I was watching this movie this past week. All right, the old man and the gun. My one of my favorite uh, actors, Robert Redford. You know. He's an old man, that's for sure. He's an old man, you know. <laughs> one of my has not aged well. He spent a little bit too much time in the sun. I'm guessing he's still the man. You know, one of my favorite movies, The Natural. Right. You know, he's you're, you're not in that same age group, but you're getting close. So check this out. So the old man and the gun. You listening, Paul? I'm listening. Bro. I want you to pay attention I'm, I'm to this. Paying, I'm looking right at you. Okay, the old man and the gun. It's based on a based on a true story of Forrest Tucker. Okay. He was an escape artist. He like escaped like, like a Houdini eight, type guy. Eighteen times from federal prison. I'll tell you he what, was that's a, a serial, pretty good escape guy. He was a serial uh, bank robber too. Okay, he, he didn't like being in jail though. No, he figured no. Out, he figured out how to get out. No, no, no yeah. No. So he's actually the first guy okay. to escape from San Quentin, Forrest hey. Tucker. Hey, okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to give Shalom the first guy in modern history. Okay, because Forrest is when. How long? How back, far back are we going? We're talking nineteen, late nineteen seventies, early nineteen eighties. So that's not too Wait, long that's ago. That's that's, that's far right. Back, that's right? right in the wheelhouse, buddy. It's, especially, it's not... especially at our age, right? It's not all that long ago. No, 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 no. Yeah, so the yeah. older we get, it seems like the closer it was. So, in spite of the you know the story we ran a couple weeks ago, Forrest Tucker gets that award, first escapee from San Quentin. And you heard it first here on the Popo Report. That's right, and and Lupe Aguirre totally responsible for setting that record straight. Hey, man, I did some investigative, this is investigative reporting. I'm going to tell you, that nomination for governor is looking more of a sure thing every day. We like to keep it correct here on the Popo Report. (laughs) You might want to remember that because they're going to be playing this back in the political commercials against you. Yeah, you know, so from, we're going from San Quentin, we're going to... Lupe, what were you doing with that slug Cialino on the radio for all them years? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just carrying the guy. That's right. I just just carry this guy. I'm helping the old guy out, okay? I'm trying to to get him a little bit more. Another 10 bucks a month on that Social Security money he's going to be getting soon. I'm trying to get him that credibility he always deserved. That's right. I'm going to let him drive my car. (laughs) He promised not to do it blindfolded. (laughs) No bird brain here. That's right. (laughs) So, yeah. So, let's go over to Florida now. It's funky Uh, crime and punishment time. Praise the Lord for Florida. That's what I say. Crazy state. Huh? Yeah. Gotta love Florida. What'd this woman do? She fatally stabs on again, off again, boyfriend with a butcher knife after they break up. It wasn't, you know, some flimsy steak knife or butter knife. You gotta use that butcher knife. she, She pulled out the big knife, okay? Hey, 
She's only 22. She's going to spend a long time down there in uh, Sanford or wherever they send females convicted of murder in Florida. Yeah. The boys could go to Sanford. I wish I'd been. Not a pleasant place, but uh, she, she stabbed her former boyfriend, Barry, seven times in Palm Beach County. See, that's the problem right there. Palm Beach County, very wealthy people. You know, a lot of multi-million dollar homes and boats and everything else, and Folks in Palm Beach County, them, them jurors are pretty conservative. Yeah. <laughs> like they listen to this show, all right? Yeah. Well, They're tuned in to WLS 24-7 down in Palm County, all right? Absolutely. On the app. By the way, I might, it's a good time to mention, uh, you could hear this show at WLS890AM.com at any time, right? Absolutely, yeah. But even in Palm County, you dial it up on the old phone, plug it into the old Rolls Royce there, and you're good to go. You're at home 2 a.m. You can't go to sleep. Go, hey, go online. Listen to us. Bluetooth that bad boy right to the speakers in the bedroom. So what? What? She, she's this is kind of pedestrian. What's what's unique about the story? Why are we even doing this story? Don't be an on on again off again boyfriend. Ah, if it's not it. going to work initially, yeah. just let just, just let it go. Just, just don't show up for that booty call, right? Just, just walk better away. Be more consistent. It might save you from getting stabbed seven times with the butcher knife. People, exactly. Be a nice guy. Be a gentleman, right, Loop? Yeah. All going right. up, going up to Wilmington, Delaware, Paul. Eh, not much happens in Delaware, right? It's oh. about as big as the Page County, I think. Over there on the East Coast. That's right. Yeah, some DUI action. We we have a lot of like traffic uh, related stories today. This is another DUI story. Slow murder year that week in the uh, in the popo world it wasn't that slow. Yeah, but some of these DUIs are creative. We got judges involved, right? I like when the judges get popped. You know what I like about and then this? they try and hey hey pop up some professional courtesy, my yeah. friend. Right? Okay, exactly. Yeah. What I like about this story is in Chicago we're not allowed to use spike strips. These guys laid out the spike what's, strip. What's a spike? Sti- tell, tell the listeners what a spike strip is, Loop. Come on. It's pretty self-explanatory, but if you want me to you know, <laughs> yeah, be a yeah, little... I like explain want it. We want me to illustrate. Yeah. The police, they throw out these, uh, these spikes, right. which go from, you know, from one end of the road to the other right. with some... They're attached, right, to something. They're attached or attached right. to well, whatever. And then uh, the purpose is to stop, to, 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 to you know, uh, get the tires, you know. Make sure the car stops. Like, like the, the tires don't have at air. the rental car place, right? If you back up, yeah. you shred the there car, you go. and then yeah. you're then you get a bill for about eighty two thousand dollars for shredding the tires. If the tires don't have air, they can't <laughs> go anywhere. That's, <laughs> that's 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 the rule. You know, riding on rims, not a lot of fun, a lot of sparks, right? Yeah. So exactly. so they threw out the old spike thing, right, and uh, stopped this guy, drunk guy, right? Kyle, young Kyle, twenty nine year old Kyle, got, his car got spiked. Yeah, Paul, uh, we could go on and on with this story and Kyle, but, you know, we're going to take a pause right now, okay? And buckle up. we got funky crime and punishment time, and we've got mom midgets and alligators to talk about. Uh, You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. Well, the Popo Report is back Saturday night, WLS 890 AM. Remember, folks, you can listen to this 24-7 at WLS890AM.com. Just click on podcast and click on Popo Report. No need to go any further. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. we got a body of work over there, bro. Got hours of us. You could, you could listen to us all day long. 
Just like, jump on the internet. That's right. You can listen to it on the, on, the, on the computer, on the laptop, at work, in the car, on the boat, in the airplane, anywhere you want. And, hey, we're going to talk about Boston a little bit. I like Boston. Great town. We're going to stay on the East Coast. Smaller version of Chicago. Yeah, we'll stay on the East Coast, okay? Yeah. A little, little north of Florida. But Boston's a good town. They got some good criminals there. Oh, some proper criminals. That's right. They got real criminals in Boston, okay, like we have. Yeah. And uh, but these three bought these three uh, criminals. Uh, they're in the lightweight division, aren't they? <laughs> huh? Lightweight in, in terms of size, right? Uh, in terms of body weight and size, apparently. Yeah, true. Uh, you know the headline reads: Three members of the so-called Irish mob midgets. My understanding is, short people, the little people, do not like that term midget, right? Totally politically incorrect these days. Like zero people like it. Short people, but they they kind of embrace it. These guys, they, they are outlaws, right? So they would embrace some political correctness. I mean, it's a Boston-based criminal That's organization. Right. Listen, you got listen. If you're going to be a criminal, you 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 know organize. You, no, no, you, no. you got to do something that makes you a little famous. Got to yeah. get you some book money, some TV money. All right. So you don't want to you don't want to incorporate or form an LLC. Yeah. Yeah, listen, but you might want to do that like our friends in Puerto Rico did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. But but up here in Boston, the boys they're, they're like they're embracing their midgetness. Okay, because they're on the front page of all the papers. They're on TV. And the Popo Report's talking about them. Now, your normal mopey burglars, we're not going to speak about them, are we? No. No. This was headlines everywhere. And they got caught, and they're not too, they're not too upset about it by their looks on TV and, uh, you know, the perp walk and all that. After 55 suspected break-ins, are you kidding me? <laughs> they were busy, man. They were busy people. But yeah. I got to tell you, it's not like... You know, they're not unique. You guys, these guys walking down the street with a pillowcase full of your finery out of the back bedroom. <laughs> what is Boston PD doing? <laughs> right? I mean, they're, they're only looking at, you know, over the top of the cars. <laughs> these guys walking down the street are pretty noticeable with the pillowcase, right? <laughs> like little Santa Clauses running around. Right? Well, they, they, they get in through chimneys. Are you kidding me? Pet doors and open I mean, windows. Yeah, it's just like Santa Claus. 55 burglaries, man. That, these guys are serious criminals. <laughs> well, you know what? They were self-described as a non-profit motorcycle enthusiast group for small people of the Boston area. That is how they're self-described. Now, that's genius. That's their description. Yeah. I bet they get short sentences. <laughs> you think? That wasn't a long title. <laughs> short sentence for the, the mob, the mob burglars. That that'll be the headline. So these know, guys out of these guys out of Boston, you know, they they found some enterprising uh, activities, uh, and they could utilize their small stature well, to its full you, effect. <laughs> committing crimes is big stature because they've been uh, they're high profile members of the organization have been arrested in the past on charges of drug trafficking, arson. I might add, arson has no stature limitations and aggravated assault. So uh, the boys have been busy out there yeah. in Boston, right? Good for them. In the, in the grand spirit you gotta stay of busy. Whitey Bulger, right? <laughs> they, they do it all. All right, Loop. Uh, down, up to Connecticut, just down the road from Boston. Just a little bit up north, yeah. Please guilty after an alligator threat. What did this guy do, Loop? Hey, man, if you owe me some money, 
and I'm having a hard time getting them from you. You I know, I, I give you some more time. You get an A for you know, creativity. I on break. This one. You know, if breaking your fingers doesn't work, if you know, breaking your kneecap gets no, uh, you know, gets no favorable outcome, I'm going to stick an alligator in your face. That'll get you to change, right? I got to tell you, if I'm a judge, this is so creative. I might give him a pass on this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the my three foot alligator on your ass. All right, that's how you're gonna pay me. Because if you don't pay me, what's a good nickname for the alligator? Louis? What? Louis the alligator? Louis? My friend Louis here is gonna take a hunk out of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. I mean, FBI would love to have this one on tape, an extortion case, you know, an outfit thing. There's all kinds shoes. We could call this dude shoes. His nickname could be shoes. You know, alligator <laughs> shoes, right? His pal Louis is co-defendant. It'd be interesting if Louis sitting, he's sitting next to his owner in court, right? Between between their mutual attorneys. I'm guessing, Gar right. you know, and I'm also guessing Garcia's got a fondness for alligator. I'm sure he's got alligator shoes. He's got a uh, alligator man bag. He's got alligator uh, skin wallet. Uh, I mean, there's something, there's something to this guy. He's got an affinity for, for an alligators and you know, they're, they're partners in crime with him. I, I gotta tell you, I gotta, I like it. Yeah. I like it. This creativity, he gets an A plus five stars. I, I think we should buy the, you want to know the truth? Let, let's ring him up and buy the movie rights right now. I think this is the criminal of the week. What do you say? I criminal of the, the week. He's going for criminal of the month. Okay. We got five shows in January. He might make it. Yeah, well, from a criminal of the month, we got this. We got this next one out of the Walmart in nothing, uh, Wichita no, Falls, Texas. Nothing surprises me. What goes on in Walmart stores are so big and roomy, and so many different people from so many walks of life. So much there, to right? buy. You can buy for yeah, anywhere right. from clothing yes, to yes. to you know bubble gum to like knives and, and guns you want. and bullets. Yes, yes. Duck hunting equipment. Yeah. war. Yeah. Right? Hunting equipment. Boats. You can buy boats at Walmart. There you go. But what's this chick doing? You can buy Pringles, too, apparently. Well, the Popo, they get the suspicious person call. And you know, we love suspicious suspicious person's calls because you never know what you're going to walk into. You, you, all you know is somebody's not minding their own business, right? That's why you got that call. First of all, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really <laughs> wish somebody would be minding their own business. That's instant. Yeah, inst Instantly, yep. you you know you get that you get that screwing up my lunch, screwing up my break. Okay, somebody's not minding their own business. I got to go to work now. Bunch of nonsense. Yes. So yeah, she's got she's creating this disturbance in the parking uh, lot. How, how she's, is she creating disturbance? She's minding her own business. She's right? drinking wine out of a Pringles uh, can, Did which you? is which is not odd when you really think about it. It's kind of creative. I'm guessing the dry, the wine was a little dry, and she needed to kick it up with a little salt. And the Pringles, of course, has some salt spread around on it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, this is kind of creative drinking. Was it, was a wine bottle in the Pringles Pringles can, or was it you just poured the wine here. into the Pringles can? In, 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 in I need my, a visual. In my crazy mind, I'm thinking I'm thinking the can no longer has Pringles chips, and she just poured the wine inside. The can, just drinking it out because you want to get that that flavor of the Pringles and the wine. Yes, you know? yes, of course you do. You so what's the problem? Apparently, there's no problem. She wasn't arrested. Good. Nothing. She was... should not have been arrested. So in other words, people mind your own business. That's right. That's the Lupe tagline. That's going to be on the T-shirt for the Popo Report. Mind your own business. And listen to us because we'll talk about everybody's business here. Yeah. Well, the next people weren't minding their own business. You know what happened? 
Well, they, they stole a car and they oh. ran out of gas. And guess what happens to dumb criminals like that? you got to look at the gas gauge when you jump in and turn it on, okay? First thing, look at the gas gauge. How far can I go? Hell, most cars will tell you. Just hit enough buttons and they'll go 22 miles till empty or whatever. Yeah. But they, they apparently did not look at the gas gauge, did they, Loop? They stopped and, uh, you know, please come come on over. And, you know, it, they start asking questions. And lo and behold, everybody has a warrant. <laughs> this is shocking <laughs> that the car thieves would have outstanding warrants, right? <laughs> it wasn't a one-time thing. Well, uh, <laughs> Loop, we got to take a break, unfortunately. We're going to have to come back and visit this a little bit. All right, Paul, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to finish off with our happy ending. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WS AM 890. We'll see you in a few. Nation, don't you go anywhere. Final segment. The best is coming up. You know, we're going to rock your world tonight with the final segment. Right, Loop? WLS AM 890? Chicago? As long as my world gets rocked with a Pringles can and some red wine in it, then we're all good. I'm going to tell you, you know, that wine stemware is not cheap at Crate and Barrel, okay? It's four, six, seven, eight bucks a glass on the Pringles thing. Huh? I'm, I'm thinking maybe a new trend. There you go. If you see Pringle, empty Pringle cans at Crate and Barrel, Marshall Fields or Nordstrom in the wine glass section, I, th- I think we might be on to something. And that Pringles trend came out of Wichita Falls, Texas. Great town. A lot of good food down there in Wichita. Good beef. Grass-fed. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, dinner wine in the Pringles can. Only the best out That's of Texas. Right. That's right. Okay, so what? Ha- back to Florida. Shocking. Boynton Beach, Florida. Here we go. This this one's got a... She's got some big ones. What does she do? Breaks into the Popo station. What'd she do when she got there, Luke? Well, Miss uh, Jean-Pierre, you know, she was a little hungry. She had the munchies. You know, she breaks into the police department, and uh, she just uh, went for some food. And, you know, she even, she even microwaved uh, the food that she, uh, she, she, she took from the police station. I, I, I'm guessing there's a hot factor here, okay? it's got to be proper. The food has to be properly prepared. I, I'm guessing Jean Pierre is not bad looking. And no one was too offended when she was walking around the Popo kitchen uh, uh, warming up some vittles out of the refrigerator. She probably, they probably thought she was a visiting detective. Girlfriend. You know, right? or part of the family. Yeah, I doubt it. They thought she was part of the family. <laughs> you know, she's she's a little bit hungry, and you know, nobody and knows. Cute. And cute, yeah, yeah. And she's hungry. She's warming up some food. Unfortunately, she don't know no one there, or is it nobody? I think it's nobody. I think it's nobody too. So she doesn't know anybody. She comes into the uh, popo station, rifles the fridge, hits the microwave, and then the popo. They're Florida cops, okay? They finally come come, come to and go, whoa, who are you? What are you doing here in our refrigerator eating our food? She got charged with burglary. I, that seems a little harsh, doesn't it? Uh, well, I think the charges are appropriate, yeah. She <laughs> did. Come on. Burglary? She did break Bad in. One. She, she probably walked in. With it. Yeah, what, what? She jimmied the back door with a crowbar or what? I bet she walked right in through the front door. 
waltz her little cute self right down to the calf, uh, you know, the break room where the fridge is, and and helped herself. I, okay, I give it the theft charge, all right? Burglary. Look, the minute, the minute, the minute you, the minute you walk in into an unauthorized, unauthorized area, and you, uh, you know, open the door, you know. That's a little bit burglary, but no, no. But you have to, you have to fulfill the, the remaining charges. What did you take? Well, in this case, she took their food. Criminal mischief. She got charged with as well. That's the charge that should have been, you know, the only one on this. Hey, this one's going to get plea bargained down to criminal mischief. Oh, I'm right? sure. I'm sure the burglary charge is going to go as well as should. Okay, give the poor girl a break. You know, and she's probably looking a little anorexic. The judge might feel sorry for. her. Jean Pierre gonna take a, gonna get a break from 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 the popo. Maybe she will, and I bet she speaks with a nice French accent on top of it. And that always gets you a break at court. British or French accent, judges go, oh, "You're exotic, my dear. I, I can't put you in prison. You get a pass today." It's that easy, huh? It's pretty easy. You, the cute factor works. Trust me. The uh, judges like cute, and even cute judges, right? They like cute. It's like I got a pack. Sort of between the cute people, you you you're well aware of that, Lope. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, of course, what are you doing tomorrow? Next what am week? I doing tomorrow? You're doing a little acting job, right? Well, yeah, you know me. I stay busy. Uh, I got <laughs> I got acting. I got photo shoots. I, I do it all. <laughs> and, and you're not doing that job because you're not cute, my friend. You know, okay. <laughs> I got a little gig out in Naperville, so yeah, I'm I'm stay busy. Right. I stay right. busy. What are you playing in Naperville? Hey, let's talk about that for a second. I'm, I'm playing a chef. A chef. Yeah, I, I don't got, think you're playing a chef, my friend. I've got range. Yeah, you got range, all right. You got the little hot plate chef, but and more specifically, I'm playing an omelet chef. Yeah, there we go. The omelet chef. That's yeah. that's that's not a big role, is it? Hey, man, is that a big role? It pays hey, well. Hey, you had a. I don't care. Wait, you had what do they call it? Wardrobe. <laughs> you had to go do wardrobe, right? <laughs> they put you in gray chef pants or white chef pants. Uh, black. Are they tight? Oh yeah, they're tight, Sk- real they're tight. They're, they, for me, they're, they're skinny, <laughs> skinny tight pants. <laughs> so are they going to film this from behind or full front on? You making omelets? Full front. There you go. So we don't care how pants because you got to capture all this. That's you gotta, you, from, all, all this from head aura, to toe. All from this head to beautiful toe. aura just jumping onto the screen. There you Look. go, hey, folks. If you haven't, if you haven't, you know, caught on lately, John, uh, Paul Cialino, he's the master of the segue. So. There you have it. We're segueing right <laughs> to brunch with Lupe <laughs> in Naperville. It could be entertaining. Yeah, it could. It could. But hey, listen, we got another story out of South Florida now, uh, which also involves the munchies. South you know, Florida. Everybody's got the munchies in Florida. <laughs> uh, this guy has really got the munchies. You know, especially when you get that cocaine in your system. You you, you talk very fast and jittery and you, you know, very, you know, I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna say and you get hungry. There is nothing more disgusting than the backseat of a squad car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, all, all the bleach in the world's not going to kill the germs on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting back there. Nobody no wants to be in that backseat. You don't want to touch anything. But what did this guy do? He decided, hey, it's a good idea to gnaw on the backseat a little bit. Let me have a little munchie. Let me gnaw on this nice leather in the backseat of the squad car. He took out, a, he took out some big chunks. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't just a little meal. He actually, I mean, he went full on munchy. <laughs> like, like he was a K9 partner, right? That was hungry. Yeah, like like the leather tasted like Funyuns or Cheetos or, you know. Yeah, part of the omelet. We might try a little uh, backseat popo car omelet at, at the Naperville uh, movie fest. Uh, it's, huh? it's too dirty. We won't do that. <laughs> 
Hey, but if you heat it up, it's you don't get enough temperature on it. Kill the germs, right? Yeah. Allegedly. Well, this guy got what he deserved. You know, he got tased for munching on, you know, popo seeds. Are you kidding me? He got tased? Yeah. Come on, man. He got tased in the back of a squad car, locked up, handcuffed. He's gnawing on the seat and he gets tased? Interrupted little, his meal with some electricity. A little Absolutely. excessive, I think, okay? I think it was... I'm claiming a little excessive. I, I want... Uh, who's going to get the personal injury case down there in South Florida on this one? justifiable There's, there's a lawsuit coming on this one, all right? My friend. Your Honor. Your Honor. They tased my client for, you know, kind of licking the seat. He, he was dehydrated and salt-deprived. He was just looking for a little nourishment. My friend, there's not going to be an NG in this one. <laughs> you th that's your prediction? That's my prediction. We're going to have to put this on the uh, Popo Report docket so we can follow up on it. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a new one I just thought of right here, sitting here. The Popo docket. We need that. The Popo rocket docket. Rocket docket, yes. But nothing, you know, nothing's going to go fast in this county, okay? There are no rockets. So, you know, but part of that rocket docket, Paul... We got that happy ending coming. I love happy endings. We and, all do. And uh, this one, this one's right around the neighborhood. You know, right down the street from us. You know, involving a local police commander and uh, some uh, and a bank heist earlier in the day. Let me what tell happened you. There? Huh? We and this is the commander that replaced Commander Paul Bauer, who was killed confronting a armed suspect down by the state of Illinois building a few months back. Right, yeah. Now, our new commander, he's out on patrol, which is so unusual, right? He's out on patrol, and Chase Bank gets hit earlier that day, and he sees a cab going down the street, and he goes, hey, that dude in that cab looks like the bank robber. Who's a serial bank robber, right, bro? A.K.A. he fits the description. And yes. Yeah, another serial bank robber on the Popo report. You know, the first one was... the. Uh, Forrest Tucker, now it's this guy. Well, this guy, unfortunately for him, the commander's out looking for him and finds him. He spots him in the back of a cab. Yeah. What, what are these commanders in this district, man? These guys are, you know, they don't play, do they? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not sitting they're, there. They're setting a proper hey, example. They're not, they're not sitting there going to the TAC guys, go fetch my kid over there in West Rogers <laughs> Park from daycare, okay? Be babysitter for the next 20, That's for right. the next and, tour of duty. And, and watch him and make sure he does that homework. But this guy was a rock star. This commander in 18 is a rock star. He pulls down this cab, right? Yeah. And man, he gets his man. Without, no one gets hurt. No happy ending for this guy. Hey, Paul. And that does it for happy the Popo. Happy ending for the commander, though. There you go, Paul. Right? Hey, that does it for the Popo Report this Saturday night. Paul, it was great. You're the best. You're the best, my friend. Brett, Brett, Brett you're you. the best. And Becky, thank you for showing up, all right? Becky, our watcher, taking care of us. We'll see you next week. Good night, thank everybody. You.